This episode, if you haven't seen it, is brought to you by being really far away from the microphone. Wait, you haven't seen it? You gotta see it! Oh, you gotta see it! Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen It, the podcast about all the best movies you have never seen. My name is Dan and I am the host of the show. And each week what happens in this podcast is I will talk to you about a movie or a TV show that I don't think enough people have been watching and I think needs to get some love. The film itself may not have been seen for a number of reasons. Uh, Simple things like budget restraints or advertising or the fact it may not have been released in your country at the time. What I do each week is I go through a couple of things about the film, tell you about what its plot is, tell you what it's like, uh, or TV show, of course, I did mention there's a TV show, there is some TV shows coming, and I'll also give you some facts about the film, and I will give you a general rating of how I enjoyed it, where you can watch it, and we'll go from there, because one of the reasons, the reasons, reasons? One of the reasons this podcast exists. No, one of the rules of the podcast is the film or TV show itself has to be obtainable. So it can't be just some kind of weird, wonderful film that's only like got 10 copies and you can only manage to watch it if you plug your butt with garlic because, hey, it's spooky season. Happy Horatober, everyone. (laughs) No, it has to be something you can watch. And this week is no exception. The film we're going to be talking about is something that has been out for years, but just enough people haven't watched it. I'm going to go straight in. Today we're talking about Psycho 2. What's the plot? Now I know you horror aficionados out there are going to be saying, Hey, hey Dan. Hey, how's it going? I'm Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Say hello to your mother for me. Now, I know what you guys would be thinking is, hey, Dan, we know about Psycho 2. However, a lot of people outside of the horror genre, fans have never heard of this film. They think there's Psycho and that's it. When actually, there's four Psycho movies. Uh, so, And then there's the, the TV show, Bates Motel. So there's a lot of stuff there that uh, people just don't know about. And the reason I want to talk about Psycho 2 is because I think it is the perfect sequel to a horror movie and i really want to talk about it so uh here's the plot as from imdb the synopsis from imdb so here we go after 22 years of psychiatric care norman bates attempts to return to a life of solitude but the specters of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him so That's a really basic summary of the film there. Let's delve a little deeper. So at the start of the film, Norman Bates is being released from psychiatric care. He's been rehabilitated and he's been deemed fit to return back to society. And what he does is he returns to the hotel where he grew up uh, because that's his home. Uh, In, you know... In a case of he's got a carer and he has a job that he needs, uh, he's been assigned to him. And the people of the town are not happy about this. And they, you know, they, they really don't want him to be there. But as the film goes on, you see him struggling with his mental health again. 
and you start to wonder has he ever been rehabilitated are the people in the town just fucking with him is there something more is his mother still in his head we don't know and it's a really good kind of follow-up to the original psycho one of the best things about psycho was yes the twist that norman was the killer all along spoiler alert um and he was thinking he was his mother you know he was psychologically broken and he's been rehabilitated he's back in the world and this constant thing fear of is he okay he wants to be a normal person he knows he wasn't well and there's this constant thing of things playing on his mind and he he does he knows something's wrong and he feels like he's losing it again and it's this is he isn't he that goes throughout the film that's really great and i think uh, the original actor comes back for this film uh, who played um norman bates anthony perkins he does a fantastic job the film itself really keeps you guessing throughout the whole runtime is he or isn't he healthy is he mentally unwell is he still his mother inside and it really plays on that because there's some things that happen in the film uh, like there is a character the guy who runs the motel in his absence uh, who's a real fucking piece of work let's just say that he is an absolute ball bag and he's been running the motel like a whorehouse and as soon as norman gets back he kicks him out and then this guy starts showing up throughout the film um antagonizing him and then other things happen like um norman gets locked in the attic and then something happens during the time he's been locked in the attic but people say that the door wasn't locked so there's a lot of psychological twists and plays that are happening throughout the film um and it's a really good follow-up because it shows the aftermath of what happens in these horror films which is you rarely see usually what happens is they'll just go on to another group of people and the same thing happens again just in different kind of ways the kills are different or the the drama is different or it's just a slight twist but this is a real kind of follow-up that shows the aftermath of what would happen in that situation and it's really really well done the director himself kind of tried to emulate um the style of the original you know he really really tried to capture that uh, the look and the feel of the original movie that Hitchcock had created and it's a really good kind of premise and it's a really good kind of way that he shot it to keep that um, continuity uh, throughout the whole thing and throughout the film as well the script itself I think is fantastic um, it doesn't sound forced or cheesy throughout the film and it's a really good suspense horror um, it's not gory in any way, of course. This film came out in 1983. So it's not exactly going to be a big, huge thing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a really good film. And I I remember watching it first for the first time and thinking, oh, this is perfect. It felt so good. And not many films actually get me tense and get me guessing. Um, but this one really did. And I was really happy with it. Like I said, Anthony Perkins returns as Norman Bakes. Uh, Vera Miles start, uh, plays Lily Crane Loomis, who was the sister 
uh, of someone in the, the film, one of the, the originals, uh, that the character. Uh, there's Meg Tilly, who plays Mary Loomis, the daughter of Lily, uh, Lilla. Did I say Lily? It's Lilla Crane Loomis. And Robert Laguia is in this one. Bad boy Robert. I love when Robert shows up in films. He plays Dr. Bill Raymond, the psychiatrist, uh, who uh, is you know assigned to Norman Bates, who's the one who gave him his care throughout his time in the mental asylum and is now giving him aftercare and is checking up on him to make sure he stays sane. Facty, facty, fact! Now I'm going to jump straight into facts for this film because I don't want to give away too much. I know if I keep talking about that movie, about the plot and stuff, I'm going to start giving stuff away. So let's jump into some facts of the film. Like I said, the film came out in 1983 and had a budget of around about $5 million. But itself, in, uh, in its weekend opening, it made $8.5 million and it's accumulated worldwide gross was about 34 million so it definitely made its money back but you know it should have been bigger it should have made a lot more money and um there's loads of great things about the film itself um the producer hilton a green suggested that amy lee curtis would actually pay mary lewis uh, being you know the who is one of the main characters in the film uh, due to it being the daughter of Janet Lee you know who was the original uh like main like the, the original kill from the first film you know this the uh, the shower scene that's Janet Lee which Jane Lee Curtis's mother um but you know that didn't happen in the end uh and I think it's better for it. I think that would have taken away from it, and I don't think it quite would have worked. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith uh, wrote, actually, a musical theme for Norman Bates, uh, but the, actually, the director actually rejected it, but this was actually ended up being used in the Twilight Zone movie. So, you know, um, it was great. Great turnout there, but, you know, I'm glad we got to hear it because it's a really good theme. Um, Anthony Perkis was given an audio cassette of the actual opening title uh, by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, and apparently it brought him to tears. So, you know, it must have been good. Um, fun fact about the film itself, there actually was a sequel to the book, because not a lot of many people know, uh, but Psycho, the original Psycho, was actually a book first. And Hitchcock actually requested stores stop selling the book to not spoil the ending when the film came out, which is kind of a crazy... <laughs> concept to think about now but that's something that happened back then uh but the original author actually wrote a sequel to the book uh but this film was not based on that book at all the book itself actually showed uh, norman bates escaping from the mental institution in the book and dying within like the first parts of the book and what's the point of that why would you kill off your main character man that sucks balls but hey we don't want that don't kill off norman bates um, some other facts about the film, you know, some really good things about this film. Uh, one of the things is I do not agree with the rating that is on Rotten Tomatoes. So the Tomato Meter on Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 59% and the Audience Store gives it a 53%, which 
blows my mind because this film is so well put together the cinematography is gorgeous it's a great looking film it starts off looking normal and the, the way the shots are done but then as it goes on your dutch angles start coming in your classic hitchcockian shots start coming in and it really does a good job to build that suspense so that kind of blows my mind um uh, but my score itself i give it a good old 7 out of 10. I really like this movie. There's some stereotypes in it and there's some things that do bring it down. But in the long haul, it is a fantastic movie. Uh, at the moment, it's available on Netflix, Apple TV, on Blu-ray and DVD as well. So I implore you, if you love Psycho, the original, you should watch Psycho too. It's a great watch for October. I'd even go as far as watching Psycho 1 and 2 back-to-back. They work seamlessly together. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's really something everybody should watch. Um, Boobies and movies-wise, not much going on here, guys. But you know what? I'm going to be talking about some classic horror movies soon where there's going to be so many boobies. It's going to be insane. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening today. I know that was a nice, quick one by the sounds of it, but I just didn't want to spoil it. I just wanted to hype this movie up. You need to watch this movie. If you are a horror movie fan and you are a fan of old school kind of horror, thriller, suspense, tension, you need to watch this movie. I guarantee you will enjoy it. There's another movie I'm going to talk about that's similar to this, Exorcist 3, that I'm going to be talking about soon. Again, most people don't know that exists. But in the meantime, guys, watch Psycho 2. Watch it, and happy watching.